Hello, hi. Uh, welcome back to Stacked, the podcast about life and books and life with books. We're glad to have you back. And hi, friend. How Hello, are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm all right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I downgrade that, it? That escalated. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. No. Actually, no, no. I'm all right. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. No, what took you there? Because <laughs> I was like, she's doing too much. She, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I just wanted to be a bit more neutral. <laughs> she's cool. I talked myself out of it. How about you? How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. A real good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like walking a lot more because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The weather's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the best thing about yeah. like, the summer? You realise really how walkable London is. Mm. It's so walkable. Mm. You know, like... It's so walkable. Literally. That is, feels like a weird word. Walkable. Yeah. Walkable. Walkable. I love uh, a walkable city. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yes, I'm, and I'm happier and I feel like I'm being less hard on myself. I feel like nice. that's my brand. Mm-hmm. Be hard on yourself. Oh my God. TM. It actually is. And you need to stop. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you... <laughs> People have told me. That you need to start. You know when too many people say the same thing mm-hmm. and you're like, <laughs> what? Is that me? Like I can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling happier. Mm-hmm. Good. So yeah. Very nice. Mm. I love that. So what are you reading? What am I reading? So yes, I actually have started reading a very interesting like collection of short stories. I've only read the first collection so far. and I mean, sorry, the first story so far. Mm. But I'm really enjoying it and it's called Breast Stories. Okay, that, done. Right? Done deal. <laughs> <laughs> Breast Stories by a woman called Maheswetha Devi. Maheswetha okay. Devi. Mm-hmm. And it's been translated by Gayatri Spivak. Who I love the is, cover. Yeah, it's a great cover. I'll just show the people. People them. <laughs> the author and the translator are both Indian. So, of course, you get like a lot of really good post-colonial literature from, from India, actually. Mm, mm. Did you say that? No, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what I liked about this story, like, or why I picked this up, is that I loved when I was reading the blurb and it was essentially just like, just a sentence, but it's like, the breast is far more than a symbol in these stories. It's the means of harshly indicting an exploitative social system. And I was just like, I feel like breasts in general are just so symbolic in terms of like they stand for so much when you think of like in terms of like a society or like whatever because what is it about just having the fat underneath this nipple that now all of a sudden means that it's completely different to everyone else's nipples in the world you know so yeah it's been a very interesting experience so far and the first story was like a bit gruesome I'm not gonna lie but (laughs) (laughs) it was (laughs) It took me by, like, surprise. Because I was, like, I was on the train, like, reading it. And you know, like, when you're reading, you're like, la, la, la. And then, like, something happens and you can feel yourself making these, like, faces. Like, mm. I was on the train, like... <gasps> like, it was very dramatic. <laughs> I want to ask you why, but I don't want to ruin it for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't worry. Like, gruesome in terms of bodily violence and harm. So, I guess, trigger warning to anyone who does decide to pick it I'm up. I'm not encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know how the other stories go as we go along. <laughs> but it's really, really interesting. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, the title has kind of lured me. Rest stories. Yeah. Uh, what are you reading? I mean, I'm making different kind of faces. Mm. I'm reading As I Lay, as I Lay Dying by William Faulkner. And oh. I'm struggling. It's Really? <laughs> it's not like hard, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and is it, I mean, is it holding your attention? It's definitely holding my attention. Okay, cool. It's... 
you're like you want to see what is happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've read it but it's no. telling the story from different perspectives from different perspectives of the people in a family mm. of a woman who is dying oh. and they're carrying her to her resting place oh so the title is very literal yeah, yeah. cool that sounds really mm. interesting actually yeah. and it's really interesting because it starts with one of um, the family members in the garden like building her coffin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like she is watching them yeah. watching them do it and it's just a yeah that sounds pretty surreal actually yeah yeah okay good, yeah. yeah i will i'm gonna add that to my list that sounds really interesting it's and it's very short really mm-hmm. okay cool you see we like to hear that so is this one <laughs> like this is a little skinny mini yeah of sometimes i don't like when short stories are too long because mm-hmm. i'm like are you trying to be a novel yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, my speed I'm yeah, gonna get that exactly so on today's episode we're gonna be talking about red flag books so before we even get into that right I'm gonna I'm gonna paint a picture here for you friend mm, mm. so let's say you've been seeing someone You've been dating, it's going great, you really like them, they're so interesting, they're so funny, oh my god, ha ha ha. (laughs) Things are going great, you know? They finally invite you around and you're like, finally, I can get some insight into this person's inner life because I feel like you don't know a person until you really see how they live, Mm. right? They invite you around, you go on over and you walk in and you spot a bookshelf and you're like, great, right? (laughs) Good start. Yeah, great. (laughs) But what do you see? Or what would you see? Or is there anything that you could see? Bar from like things like, I don't know, Mein Kampf mm. or like you 48 know. Laws of Power. Yeah, we've, I mean, we talked yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> what could you see on that bookshelf that you feel like would make you reconsider them as a potential for you? So that is what I would, that's what we're defining a red flag today, book here yeah. as here today and now. <laughs> Settle in, guys. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about, essentially. Because I feel like there's a whole lot of, like, discourse around it. Especially about, kind of, like, the books that men are reading. Mm. And as people who occasionally date a man here or there. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like, you know, and people who read, I was like... And people who would like to date people who read, I think this is, you know... There's a lot to be said here. A lot to think about. Yeah. But to answer your like initial question, because yeah. I'm I'm in the vision now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're there. We're I'm there. there. We're in I his, can see we're in his living room. You painted the picture. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's not like one book immediately comes to mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if I saw only one type of book, mm-hmm. then I'd be like, like if I only saw like mm-hmm. the self all the self help books, I'd mm-hmm. be like, hmm, hmm. Or like if I saw if you're like in your thirties and you have a shelf that's full of like YA, mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on? Over Dig there? a little deeper. <laughs> so I think for me, it's more like where's the variety? Mm-hmm. Because it's okay sometimes to read things that are bad and also gain perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if that's all you're reading, then there's no, yeah, there's no depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we, we would dig deeper into specifics, but I think that's my first thing. It's like if you're only reading one type of thing, yeah, then mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that being said, what if you walk in, right? Because like it's like you say a type of thing. So you walk in and they've only got Maya Angelou on their bookshelves, 
or versus you walk in and they only have like Dan Brown or something. Who is Dan books. Brown? The Da Vinci Code. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Da Vinci Code. But yeah, you walk in and you only see Dan Brown or like whoever. Lee Childs. I don't know. On the... <laughs> That's also Da Vinci Code. No, like it's not also Da Vinci Code, but like they make the same kind of like thrillery books, like you know, Lone Man in Europe, Souls, Mystery, Murder, Crime, okay. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, would you do you feel like you'd have the same reaction to those like instances? I mean, for right now, yeah. I don't. I'm not familiar with those. But it's actually even scarier because I walk in if I see my Angelou done deal with yeah. good. If I see all these Lee Childs. I wouldn't even know that I'm in trouble. Yeah. I wouldn't know what... <laughs> I mean, I, we don't know that it's trouble. Yeah, I'm just saying, saying that's just one specific Yeah, type. so I guess what I'm saying is with that example, I wouldn't even know. Mm. It would be a thing of, so, what is that about? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And then I would gain, like, gain insight, but... I guess, like, insight, like, the easiest way to think of it would be kind of, like, just W.H. Smith books. Like, you know when you walk into W.H. <laughs> Smith and they no. just have, like... You're kidding me? <laughs> No, but you know what I'm talking like, about. I thought, you were, I thought you were saying an author like C.S. Lewis, W.H. Smith. No, Do- the store. Yeah, the store. You walk into W.H. Smith and you see all those Dan Browns, you see yeah. all those Lee Charles. Yeah. Or like when you're at the airport and you go into the W.H. Smith and it's just those thick, thick, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the vibe. So, so that vibe, yeah, that is not a red flag vibe, but mm-hmm. it's like I wouldn't class that person as like a reader. Mm-hmm. For me, that is like... And the reason I say that is because for me, a reader, very specifically, is someone who reads as part of, like, building mm. their self. Mm. Whereas when I see those books, I see pure, mm-hmm. pure mm-hmm. escapism. Mm. Like, I don't want to think, I just want to go on the beach and mm-hmm. disappear into, I don't know, a mystery. Yeah. and Like holiday reads, right? Yeah, and so it's not, I would look and I wouldn't think, oh my gosh, what is that? I would just think, oh, that's that's your vibe. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's not my vibe. Yeah. But Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, what do you think if you saw that? <laughs> um, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. It depends on like what we've spoken about previously before in terms mm. of like their reading and like what they're really into. Yeah. Um, but I think I definitely would like side eye a little bit, but then that's because I'm a bit of a book snob. Yeah. And you know what? I'm just gonna come out today here now and say that. My name is Zipporah and I am a book snob. But like not in a way where like I'm very like judgy about like what other people are reading. But like I have these and you know what? It's probably completely arbitrary. But like I have them in my mind as like things where I'm like, oh, these are quote unquote, not like good books, but like these are book books. And then these are like. And that's what I'm saying. Sure. That it just (laughs) feels, I just feel like those books, and maybe this is the thing. Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking, what do you get out of that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where I'm making the choice about mm. whether I think, you know? Mm. Like, for me, those books are like when I watch Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's actually exactly what it is. Yeah. So it's like, that is the perfect kind of comparison mm-hmm. for it. It's like how we love Love and Hip Hop. And, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> love and Hip Hop and Love Island. And I've never seen Love Island. You've never seen ever, Love never, Island? I've never done it. What? No. Are you being serious? Yeah. Not a single episode? No, not a flick. Not a reel. Wow. Yeah. I guess well done. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like... Wow. Yeah, I don't What know. do you do in the summer? I mean, I'm out there. She's like, I'm living I'm, my life, I'm okay? I'm walking. <laughs> 
Florence She's and like, Son for my not house. in front of a TV. That's <laughs> where I am. No, this is like impressive. I'm actually impressed. I mean, I don't know because it seems um, fun and everyone has like, you know, yeah, Twitter I mean, goes off and I'm yeah. just like, who's Kyle? Yeah, I mean, it's fun, but I'm definitely wasting my life. Damn, okay. I'm definitely wasting well, my summer know, hours. But you know, I like other things. Yeah. I was watching Selling Sunset. Oh, I yes. just started it this year. Mm, really? Yeah, I'd never seen it before. Mm. And it's bad, but yeah. it's got the house. I like watching the homes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's the houses. But okay, so like, for example, then, would it be fair or would it be right for someone to judge our kind of like TV taste or trash TV taste? Yeah. Yes. And that's why I feel comfortable <laughs> to judge them. <laughs> like, yes, and they because should. <laughs> at the end of the day, like we're, you, you're buying these books. This is how you're spending your time. Mm. It says something about you. Mm, and mm-hmm. I, I ask myself, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. When, I'm watching, when I'm watching those shows for hours, yeah. I'm asking myself afterwards. Yeah. Are you okay? What did you gain? What do you need? Yeah. That, you, that you're like running away into this. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah. What have yeah. you gained? I think what do you gain? That's actually a really, really good point. Like about it being less more like what you're reading, like more, what are you getting from reading? Yeah. What is your aim with your reading? But also I think that they are actually still better than us because mm. reading those books is still better than it's watching. still reading. It's be- yeah, it's better than watching you know Trash. Real, yeah, wives, because real Housewives shout out Real Housewives all, love it all Atlanta <laughs> Potomac <laughs> you actually Atlanta you're so right about that yeah I've never considered that no, because yeah okay honestly it. like it's still it's still reading yeah and that's why like I would never be like oh my god I'd rather you didn't read anything but yeah. it's like you know that's what I'm saying when you walk in and there's a shelf that's a really good start mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> walking into a man's house and seeing a full shelf already, we're on to a winner. I think it's a good start. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? Maybe let's not judge too like judge too harshly. <laughs> <laughs> we're growing right now. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, so with that being said, I'm gonna like list some commonly considered like okay. some books that are commonly considered to be red flag books. I mean, I'm seeing this list and I'm already dra- dragged yeah. because <laughs> some of them are my TBR. <laughs> Yeah, because I, when I was doing my research, I mainly, because it was like a whole thing, I remember like a while back. So there was like a few articles out there. So I mainly like read those articles and like I collated what was popping up the most. And so on this list, we have Lolita by Vladimir Nabokov. Which, yeah, I mean, I think we can kind of assume why that would be like a red flag book. Because the premise is about, oh, what's his name? A man, Humber- a, yeah, a man Humber- he falls in love with a child, right? Yeah, so he's a pedophile, essentially. He moves into like a house and then he falls in love with his, falls falls in love, begins to prey on his like orders, like mm. daughter who mm. was like 13 or 14. Yeah. So yeah, we immediately makes sense why that's considered to be like a red flag book but I feel like even with that one it's less about like just the premise itself Mm. more like I would have to like examine that one and be like why do you like Lolita so much because I actually like having read it I actually think it's a really well written book yeah I have no problem with the books being written from the perspective of people deplorable people yeah because they exist Mm -hmm. and it's it's a human experience yeah exactly and it's like I I personally don't feel as though the book excuses him Mm, mm. Um, I think it's more like about if someone reads it and they take away from it what I feel like isn't the right takeaway (laughs) then then I'm like hmm 
Like, if you read Lolita and your takeaway is like, oh, who's this little nymph? Like, damn. No, because no, that's really what some people be taking away from it. And I'm like, you've really just exposed yourself. You've exposed yourself. So, okay, Lolita, we get why that's there. And then, of course, there's Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger, which I also think is a great book. But it's one of those that also has a protagonist that is questionable if you relate to too much. Mm. And this, I think I'm especially speaking to the menfolk. <laughs> I remember especially like being when I was younger and like as a kid, because it, essentially it's about this kid called Holden mm-hmm. who is in like he's walking up and down New York, just being really dissatisfied with life, as being really angsty and just being really like self important and whiny and self serving. He thinks everyone's a loser and everyone's a poser. He's kind of like the only one who he's knows like, anything about anything. Like, yeah, exactly. I keep it real. Exactly. And like everyone else is just so fake and he's the only one who's like uh, switched on essentially so that one I think is considered to be a red flag book because it appeals to very toxic men like like a lot of I remember being like uh, when I was younger and I was speaking to this guy and he was also like a reader and like that was one and he was always used to be like to me like you're not like the other girls like you read and I was like you're not like the other boys <laughs> Like, oh if we want to take it there, do you, do you know what I mean? Well, you are like the other boys. Yeah. He, he was very much like the other boys. Well, yeah, he would always kind of be like that. And then, like, his favorite book was Catcher in the Rye. And mm. he was very much just... And I know that it was because he saw himself... As, like... As Holden like Caulfield. Like, what's that, The Matrix, when he says, do you want to take the red pill? Then, yeah. Like, whichever one makes you see things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what he thought he was, essentially. Yeah, and then, of course, we have Fight Club. Have you watched the movie? Mm-mm. Damn. <laughs> I don't like the way you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I mean, Fight Club, the book is the exact same as the movie. Also, once again, just like a very questionable toxic male protagonist who a lot of people end up like relating to in Mm. maybe a way that they shouldn't Mm. then we also have infinite jest by david foster wallace who you actually know a bit more about him than i do yeah i really love his essays Mm. i really love his essays i have i have infinite jest and i wanted to read it but my god it's long Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but yeah i've heard some bad things about him that he <laughs> yeah. um, that he abused his girlfriend or wife I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they were married mm-hmm. he also committed suicide I mm. think in 2004 oh. but he's a very talented writer mm-hmm. that's that's one thing I can confirm yeah that he's a talented writer yeah yeah, and he's very much also kind of like a writer who appeals to some very questionable men I kind of do see that a lot in films. Mm, the the mm. guys are always reading Infinite Jest and they're yes, like... exactly. You know, and like they're really like, they're like, quote, they're unquote, like smart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he is genuinely mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. Like David Foster Wallace. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for the men who are cosplaying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the David Foster Wallace cosplay. Honestly, <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> No, I'm so over it. And you literally hit the nail on the head with that one. I feel like it's a red flag book, not because of like the book itself, but like the sense of superiority that it seems like the sorry, the men who love this book and love David Foster Wallace mm. seem to feel like they have. Like mm. they feel like suddenly because they've read Infinite Jest, mm. you can talk down to people because what? Because what? I like a little I don't even know who I was gonna mention. I don't know, I was trying to help, but I was like not- <laughs> 
I was like, traps. Yeah, literally. <laughs> because what like, is fine? Yeah, like, because what? Honestly, you're not better than me. Literally. <laughs> because you've read Infinite Jest. Though it is a triumph because, my God. It's it, a big I, book. Not... It's a big book. But also, I'm like, did you really understand it, though? Like, what did you get out of it? Because anyone can read 600 pages or something. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then the last one is, of course, The Secret that kept, like, popping up as well by Rhonda um, Bryan. But I've never, I've never read that I've one. I've never read that. But I, this list also makes me think of, like, other books I feel like are red flag books. I oh, don't know, please. I don't know any titles, mm-hmm. any, any titles or names. Mm-hmm. But I always think of history books where they only tell one side of the story. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I see a book on Winston Churchill and doesn't mm-hmm. speak about India or, what, mm-hmm. you know, his, the, like, the fullness of his yeah. president, was it? Minister, what do you call it? Your... When you're prime minister, what is your... It's not a presidency, it's a... <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever it is. If it's not accurate, mm-hmm. I think that's a red flag. Yeah. Because you're building this image around someone that's just... And you're perpetuating it and mm-hmm. it's not true. Yeah. And it's it's like... What is that thing? It's, it's like invalidating a lot of people's... It's, it's invalidating the experience of so many different countries yeah and also what's still facing today like those his actions had so many repercussions so to just kind of like say he was just a great war hero mm-hmm. okay fine but quit it yeah stop it like quit it i would actually add like a lot of kind of like those history war type books to this like list as well like that is one like genre like sub sub genre that i feel like if i walked into a guy's house and all he had were like books about world war ii <laughs> i'm walking out I'm walking what do you out. need to know? <laughs> no, literally, I'm leaving. Unless you're literally a history buff, maybe you're currently writing a PhD on like yeah, yeah. the other yeah. than that, I'd be like It's too specific. Yeah, what are you trying to find out here? <laughs> like what is <laughs> But then I also do like people who get really obsessed with things. Mm-hmm. So that could go yeah, one or two go, ways. Like, yeah, both ways. <laughs> With that being said, though, so I guess my question is, how much is what we, like, read and love to read, like, how much does that say about who we are as people? Mm. Like, if we're going to assign, like, kind of these value judgments to these books or, like, certain genres, like, how much does what we read say about who we are? Because I think it says a lot. I'm thinking live. No, please go ahead. <laughs> you know how sometimes you get people who like to read or engage with like ideas or like mm. themes or things that they don't necessarily agree with, like mm. in a way to kind of strengthen their own thoughts and beliefs and mm. like their own resolve. So it's like, for example, then is that a red flag? Like no. if I'm reading, yeah. I don't know, like whatever book to kind of just but it's like what know you what s- I'm talking about? It's exactly what you said earlier. It's about... That seeing the bookshelf and then taking that with the person mm. because it's kind of like what are you getting out mm. from like from it mm-hmm. and I think the books that we read says something about us but it's it says whatever we take from it and how we kind of like act out in the world or yeah yeah I think so I think it's that because if you go through my shelf I feel like it's random as hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I don't know what anyone's going to gather. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to... She's, on... she's widely right. That's what they're going to gather. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, it's so yeah. hard on myself. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She's like, there's so like... many books. People would think I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, what? 
People will think I'm a mess. Yeah. I can't even organize my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that I would that would be the impression. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but that's not a bad one, is it? Yeah, no, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Can you can you ever walk into someone's room, look at their books and think, I I do that all the time. I definitely mm. walk into people's homes, see their bookshelf and think, oh, you're really this is really interesting. Yeah, you yeah, seem yeah. Really interesting. I love it. I love walking to someone's home and like seeing bookshelves. I'm going to spend at least a good five to ten yeah. minutes there each and every time. It's always that. I always wonder though, are you reading them? <laughs> How many of these have you read? <laughs> my mom, that's my mom's favorite question. When she comes into my room and the books are all like looking at me, she's like, have you even read? I say, yes, I have. And I have, I have a spreadsheet and I have read them. Yeah, right. Okay. Would you like to see the spreadsheet? Yeah. Because I'm tired of you asking me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but to answer like properly, yeah, I think, I think it does say something. And at first, that thing is very superficial, mm. but it says something. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you you speak to the person, and that's what really counts, like what they're really getting out of these books. Yeah. But what do you think your bookshelf says about you? She reads. Yeah. That's what mine says about she me. <laughs> she reads. She reads all. Yeah. Well, not all. Also, I think also my bookshelf definitely says, it literally just says me. Like, it just says this is... A young black woman who mm. loves to read and has very specific ideologies mm. that she likes to like lead into. Mm. I think that's what it said. Because like honestly, 90% of my bookshelf is like female authors, mm. books about feminism, books about Africa. Mm. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like my bookshelf is like very true to like who I am my mm. interests and like what I kind of believe in I think you could literally look at my bookshelf and know exactly who I am that's so funny yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone exactly. could guess me from my bookshelf really at all because it's it's mixed up mm. it's mixed up I mean yeah I mean maybe if you took time to like realise the authors I've bought the most from mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you could yeah get a little inkling yeah mm-hmm. but mostly it's just if I'm interested in something and I want to learn more, mm-hmm. you get it. I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of classics as well, actually. Like I like a lot of mm. classics as well, but still, even then, mostly of them, most of them are female authored. I think definitely is mostly female. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm actually really happy about that. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. I don't even <laughs> like when people always talk about like, oh, we only talk about male books. I'm like, when you talk more about female authors, I'm like, how do we even get to a place where we only focus on male mm-hmm. authors because female writers are so good? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't even. Wait, know. someone's saying that we need to talk about more male no, authors. No, no. Someone's like, people say, oh, we don't talk about women books enough, oh, okay, and okay. we have like all these like prizes for women's mm-hmm, fiction because mm-hmm. we haven't had enough light. And mm-hmm. I'm just kind of surprised that yeah. we ever got there or that people would deprive themselves yeah because like not in my readership not, not in, in my, my readership yeah yeah like, <laughs> you know we need to have a books a prize for men yeah I, <laughs> I don't even know what they're writing like the, i mainly no, find for real. no literally the most of my non-fiction is that's men yeah but like if we're to be honest actually it's 50 50 yeah yeah it's 50 50 on that as well i actually do not know what the men are writing like if you are an author and you're not black and not even just black. If you're not, if you're an author, if you're not a man of color or a woman or a woman of color, I have no idea what you're writing. Sorry, like I just I don't. I can't remember yeah. the last time that I really sat down and read. Maybe we should read Infinite Jest, girl. <laughs> <laughs>
But actually, so with that being said, I was going to ask, or rather, I was going to say that what I noticed like when I was going through this list is that it seems like the most common theme about this is just like this thing that I was saying before about the really morally questionable male protagonist Mm. seems to be like the number one thing that's going to land you on the red flag book list. Yeah, but that's, and that's the other thing is like, I also, I also want to see some red flag like women books. Yeah, I know. I which, to, is, which is also worrying that they didn't, didn't come up in mm-hmm. like on the first Google search. Yeah, page. exactly. Exactly. But then I feel like that's because most of these lists that I was seeing were coming from women being like, oh, these are like the books that would make me question a man's intentions. Mm. I feel like men would never be like, if I saw a girl reading this, they'd like, be, they'd be like, love it. Yeah, literally. She reads. They'd be like, what's a book? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> thing is that all men that read <laughs> show them to me <laughs> where are they but, but like for, for me the, the kind of books that I think red flag from the women's side is stuff like how to be like you know those books that are like how to be a Parisian or like <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen them like no people know there's like these how books to of, be Parisian there's an obsession with Parisian style oh yeah how to dress like how yeah. to, how to, or like how to be a lady mm-hmm. or like I was literally gonna ask right about what like some favorite books of ours that you think people might judge as like red flag books like say mm. for example if the man were to like sit around mm. and be like what are the red f-? And because there's actually plenty Mm. If they sat down and thought about it, they would realize that, like, the girls <laughs> love to read unhinged characters. Queenie! Yeah. <laughs> and it's questionable. My year of rest and relaxation, any kind of autism aspect is, They like... come for us on Sula. <laughs> what do you think? I nah, think because she, she slept with her friend's husband. Nah, but that's fine, though, for because... Me, for me, I love it. But but we remember we talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. we all sit around and we're like, I love Sula. But if any of our friends slept yeah. with our husbands... yeah. Yes, which big spoiler, Amanda. Oh, girl. (laughs) It's about how we get there, guys. I don't think we would... I don't think it would be like a we love... I I think that would jump out of everyone's head. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. But I mean, more like, I feel like she gets her comeuppance, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it doesn't doesn't end in a way that's kind of like, what? And then also, I feel like no one is, like, relating to Sula in that way. Like, Mm. as far as that's concerned. Mm Mm-mm. Ah, I don't know. I I feel like it would be more like luster and stuff, you know, like where we're reading just like these unhinged, like badly behaved female characters and like relating heavily to them. I actually disagree. I think that there are women who read things like Sula Mm -hmm. and say, I'm about to go out Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be, I'm going to do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I don't care who gets hurt. Mm -hmm. I don't care how you guys feel. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I didn't get any love and I'm not going to love you. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. And I... I love Sula mm-hmm. as like an example mm-hmm. and a message. Mm-hmm. But I think if people moved around the world like that, and I mm-hmm. think some people do, it, I, I would. I don't think it would be good. I know. I agree. Yeah. I still wouldn't put it as a red flag book, though. Not for me, but we're saying that if someone else came in, mm-hmm. could they ever see any of our books as red flags? And I think that they could see that as one. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But to be honest, I never really catch me in the ride. It sounds. It sounds annoying. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. But I think Calicay read it and said it was good. It's a good book. Like, it's well written. The character is just annoying. It's also what you said. What you take away from it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess the question is, like, is it really a red flag that, like, all these guys are, you know, drawn to these complicated and I suppose, like, unredeemable characters when we also, in the same vein, are also drawn to characters like that? 
Yeah. And enjoy reading them. So, like, can we really, like, look at them and be like, how dare you, like, you know, relate to Holden Caulfield? How dare you love American <laughs> Psycho? Because it speaks to, or it might speak to kind of, like, American the worst Psycho! parts. Yeah. Speak to the worst parts of, like, m- masculinity. Like, I think I don't like, maybe it's bad at a double, double standards, mm-hmm. but I do, I I do give a bit of side eye to people who relate to American Psycho. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the way that they want to emulate. It's about the emulation. So that's what I yeah. mean, like in the sense of it being like, it's like if you're really relating to that character and you're like, wow, I, I feel, you read that and you're like, I feel so seen, then it's like... Not even just seen, but like, I want to do on. that. Yeah, I want to be that person. I too want like my embossed business card and like whatever. It's like, this man is a murderer. Okay. <laughs> Are we forgetting about that part of it? And I'm, I guess I'm thinking about, you're right though, because when I think about Lusta, mm-hmm. and like I said, even with Sula, like, mm-hmm. I almost admire them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So why do we, why? why yeah, do we... the girlies love a red flag, but like, we love a red flag character, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. There's just something about reading someone who's giving in to their worst impulses, or is being their worst person, yeah. Yeah. that is just... At the very least, it will be interesting, you know? And it's giving why we... Because I've been asking myself, why do people like Christine from Selling Sunset? Mm. She's like a liar. Mm-hmm. She is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> she's a liar and she's a liar. <laughs> but we all love a villain. Like, we love people love who are, like, unapologetically mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And who are maybe selfish and self-serving in the ways that we wish that we, we could be exactly it's but like, we find it hard to be exactly and so we're looking at them we're just like wish I could just yeah wish I could just say that mm-hmm. wish I could just say I don't like you mm-hmm. yeah exactly and I wish I could say that you know what I feel like I'm the only real one in here <laughs> okay <laughs> the rest of you are fake. like Chriselle walks into the office with, and like she has a like a dog gift for the two guys mm-hmm. and then she cuts to the what those interview things and she's like she's such a kiss ass yeah like everyone's thinking it yeah literally everyone's thinking it or she says it so yeah that's yeah. interesting yeah mm-hmm. I've actually got a hot take well not like a hot take but that is kind of like I think I've realised something mm. and which is what I feel like we're kind of like coming to this in saying that it's not really about it's less about who you're reading or like what you're reading oh my god (laughs) talking about (laughs) it's less about what you're reading and more about for me who you're reading or who you're not reading Mm -hmm. that's my hot take Mm -hmm. because it's like okay I can walk into like someone's house and they can have all these books on the shelf right I'm like okay cool it's about the intention of it right Mm -hmm. and I've also read most of these books so I'm like who am I to really judge Mm -hmm. for me it's always like when a man doesn't read any female authors that's the biggest red flag for me. That's a shining red flag. Mm. Like, if I ask you, and I used to do this a lot back in the day when I was dating, like, I would be like, if you say that you're a reader, I'd be like, oh, like, so what's your favorite book by a woman? What did they say? Most of the times, it was literally just nothing. Or they'd say to kill a mockingbird. It doesn't count if you had to read it in high school. Exactly. I it want everyone to know that. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> Don't say of mice and men. Yeah, literally. Unless you like loved it so much back then that you've continued to like read it now, then you can't tell me that like Harper Lee is your favorite female author. Like, stop it. So that's the thing for me. Like, it's 
read whatever, but like read widely. And also, if you are a man who reads all the time, but for whatever reason, for oh, don't know how it's happening, you don't read any women, then I'm like, I know, but that goes for everybody. Mm. But you better read widely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I know this sounds hypocritical coming from someone who just said that most of their like library and their bookshelf is like ninety percent female authors. But that's because I've put in like the I've read the time. them. I've read. Yeah. I've read them, you know? That's, that's the other thing. Mm. Struggling to remember the things I read as a child because mm. I read a lot out of libraries. Yeah, exactly. So I don't have them anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And also, it's like, you don't have to go out of your way to, like, read kind of, like, white men. That's literally the canon. Like, I was mm. reading all of that before I started deciding for myself what it is mm. I want to read. I so now that I do canon. decide for myself... They just don't show up like that. I mean, you've already done the work. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I've done the work. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No, I haven't even read the canon. I'm like literally dabbling. Like this whole William Faulkner thing. Mm-hmm. I'm reading him because Toni Morrison said he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if yeah. you say so, girl. As I lay dying, sounds great. I think I might look into that. Okay, so now it's time for our book request segment where you send us in your book requests and we give you some recommendations, which we of course love doing. And today we have a listener that says, I want to read more books by East Asian writers set in East Asia. I feel like I'm pretty steeped in Western culture and I want to be exposed to different cultures and that's one that I've had no contact with. And, you know, that's one of my favorite things about, like, reading is that, as you were saying, you can literally throw yourself into a culture that you otherwise might have not had any kind of Mm. contact with. And, you know, you can gain a lot of insight, a lot of understanding, which is one of my favorite things about reading. Literally, I also love translated fiction Mm -hmm. or work in general because of the new like ways of saying things yeah. the way mm-hmm. like ways of like communicating things mm-hmm. that you didn't even know yeah the new ways of playing with language yeah. really or like even like sometimes when you translate something right it's almost like you get new metaphors and new similes and new kind of like connections yeah. and stuff yeah so i love that That's the idioms that come through yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. um, so yeah i'll let you start so for me one of my favorite east asian books is and maybe one of, no, not the first, mm-hmm. just one of my favourites, is mm-hmm. The Vegetarian by Han Kang. Mm-hmm. It's written in three parts, mm-hmm. and it it's about this woman who stops eating meat. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird and mm-hmm. written so well. I just remember thinking, like, similar to how I felt about Lustre. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would recommend that. And it's, yeah, it's set in South Korea. Okay. And, you know, like, I've had that one on my list for a while as well. Really? I really, yeah, I really, really need to get back to it. <laughs> um, okay. And then I'm also going to recommend, firstly, I'm going to recommend the one that I just finished reading, which was 20 Fragments of a Ravenous Youth mm. by Jean-Luc because mm. I loved that book. Girl, I know. loved Honestly, it. You, I've been you, talking about it for three episodes straight. You have straight. sold it to us. <laughs> so I'm just going to throw that one out there because that is also, like, East Asian. And it was just, it was just great. Great, like great and that um, cover. protagonist as well. She's amazing, bestie. And then also another one that I read last year that I really, really loved was Pachinko by Min Jin Lee, which actually they've turned into a show now. I haven't watched it yet, but I loved it. So it's like historical fiction, which is, I think, a great way of like learning a bit more about different like countries and different, you know, parts of the world without having to do anything as serious as like reading a 
whole history book about it, right? Mm. So with like Pachinko, for example, it goes into like the history between Korea and Japan, which I didn't really have too much insight into. So this was like a great way for me to learn that. Mm. So Pachinko by Min Jin Lee and... Yeah, it was just so moving and so long, but like worth it. I loved that mm. book. Randomly, I'd also recommend The Maid, this film. Oh, yeah. Is that the one that I'm thinking of? South Korean. The Handmaiden. No, just, I think, is it called The Handmaid? Housemaid? The Housemaid. Called The Housemaid. Is it this one? No, The Housemaid. Oh. No, 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 no. It's that one. Yeah, the handmaid it, right? It's, a, it's like the the woman and she's like rich and then she yes, gets like yes, a yes. thingy. Yeah, you got yeah, there yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. The handmaid. Did you watch it? Yeah, I love it. Oh, so good. Yeah, I love that movie. And that was the, the reason I thought about it just now is because it's the first time I realized that Korea had been colonized by Japan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you get a bit more of that history in there as well. Very, very interesting stuff. And also, what a twist. That's a great film. Yeah. I love nah storytelling was on point on point okay we hope you enjoy those recommendations and let us know if that works for you so now it's time for takeaways Mm -hmm. what is yours? I think all things aside reading is reading right? (laughs) now all the way at the end the bottom <laughs> on the floor <laughs> all things aside reading is reading and I feel like the only real big red flag is someone who doesn't read at all yeah and doesn't care to and doesn't see any like merit in it mm. I think that's the that's the biggest red flag of them all mm. but like other than that my takeaway is really just you know read widely and then also read with intention guys three takeaways of horror <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, look at me. Oh, how about you, friend? I think for me, it's just that remembering, yeah, like what are you taking away mm-hmm. is actually my thing. Like, mm-hmm. if I don't know, I, I really, because I guess we started this episode with this story of, you know, if you're dating someone, mm-hmm. and I guess someone I want to be around in that way, like I want them with everything they do to be taking something from it even if it even if it is just fun yeah yeah like mm-hmm. i'm interested in that like mm-hmm. and if the things that you say are red flagish then <laughs> that's what's scary then bye like if you're taking away everyone sucks and i'm the most like clued in yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no thank you <laughs> stop right now. thank you very much thank you so much for tuning in today we've loved having you with us Tune in next week where we're going to be talking about our literary blind spots, which should be fun. Yeah. Going to drag ourselves? Literally. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've been dragging everyone else so far, so. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, so in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at The Stacked Pod. Please join our book community. You can send us your book requests. We also share reading lists. Yes. This has been Stacked. And remember to pick up a book. 